Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So when I'm looking at that, the first thing he addresses is worry. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another Family Care Learning Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Brandon Jones. I'm the Clinical Services Program Manager with Christian Family Care and Arizona Family Counseling. Uh, Today, I have with me Jeff Peterson. He is one of our uh, therapists, our interns, Mm -hmm. wrapping up, actually, his his schooling with that. But Jeff also has uh, pastored many churches over the years and just uh, a devotion devout follower of Jesus Christ. And so, Jeff, I'm so excited about today because I think one of the things that um, if if you're breathing, right, mm-hmm. that uh, you've probably experienced anxiety in your life, especially even thinking about just the climate in cultural context right now and just all the things kind of going on in the world, right? There's, there's a lot of um, anxiety, a lot of uncertainty for people. And so, um, thinking about anxiety, that's, that's one of the most popular things for people to come to counseling for is mm-hmm. to deal with anxiety. And so we know that the field of counseling offers a lot of support and solutions for any of you out there that are going, I'm struggling with anxiety, mm-hmm. but even more so I think about our faith, our Christian faith and what we see in the Bible and how the Bible addresses anxiety. And so I think I just would love to hear your perspective on thinking about your experience as a counselor or therapist, but then also your experience as a pastor and Christ follower of um, what have you learned about how to deal with anxiety, how to cope with anxiety? How does the Bible address sure. anxiety? You know, Brandon, it it's actually even predates that. I really? um it just my own experience. I just a few years ago, I, for the first time felt like I'm really battling anxiety, Mm. never like I had ever in my life, you know? And so, um, out of that, actually one day I was researching for my own purposes. Uh, this is, I just, I think it started my, my program, a master's program, but this is about four years ago. So I wasn't even near practicum. I wasn't really doing a lot of clinical counseling work. But I, uh, I think it was, I, I don't remember, but I believe it was just for my own purpose. I was do, just Googling and I went to anxietycenter.com, which okay. is a group out of like Canada. And they really focus my understanding in North America primarily. And um, as I was reading, for one thing, this, the statistics are just, they are, they're overwhelming. And this yeah. is pre-COVID. So okay, now yeah. we know on top of it, you know, but at that point they were saying uh, 30 to about 30% of, of Americans battle anxiety, oh. like over 55% of college students say they battle anxiety. Wow. Uh, I think it was 41% of um, workers say in the workplace, generally they struggle with anxiety, you know, yeah. so it is, it's really, really prevalent. But the interesting thing was that um, they made a real strong, it was on their on their homepage anyway, this article. And, uh, and this is basically all that that group of mental health professionals deal with. So they yeah. are doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists, uh, therapists, all just focused on anxiety, helping people with anxiety. And um, interesting, they said, you know, anxiety is not a disease or like a, you know, catching a cold or, you know, yeah. uh, you, you find out you're diagnosed with cancer or something. They said it's a behavioral issue. Mm. And then they, they cited three things. And this is what really, for me, was one of those moments in scripture. I'm going, oh, this is amazing, you know, yeah. um, because they, they cited three things, worry, yeah. uh, uncontrolled thoughts, 
and then projecting negativity into the future. Yeah. So it's that future fear, future, you know, thinking the worst case scenario creates anxiety, worry. When we, if we worry, we're going to, we're going to strike. And everyone, at least at one level or another struggles with worrying in, in times. And then the uncontrollable thoughts. Well, then it was, I think it would all happen in one morning. If not, it was within like the very next morning. I was in my quiet time. I'm reading in the Bible and um, I happened to, and I don't even know how I came to the New Living Translation, the NLT, because it does somewhat matter. You know, when you look at translations, it's there, but the NLT just absolutely blew me away. And I can read it for you here, but it's in Matthew 6, where Jesus is in the Sermon on the Mount. And we have to acknowledge, you know, the, the context would be that you have people up on a hillside. Jesus is sitting there, Sermon on the Mount. And he's teaching to a lot of people. We don't know the size, but, and all of them are basically living day to day. It's hand to mouth. They don't have Circle K. They don't have a grocery store. You can't go to Bash's or Albertson's or whatever. They, um, you know, so they, they really had to go and hunt and, and they could pack their meats and salt and do what they could. But it's just not like we have today amazing, you know, convenience. Yeah. Those people really, there was that concern of how am I going to live a week from now, a month from now? So, you know, the man in the house had a huge responsibility to go and come home, you know, the, the whole yeah. thing. So to think in that, in that crowd, you know, and then to bring it forward to us today. But Jesus said this. The NLT again, uh, Matthew six twenty five. That is why I tell you not to worry about your everyday life. Mm. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? So there's wow. two key questions there. You know that he has. Then uh, check this out. It it just is so cool. So don't worry about these things. So we have worry saying yeah. what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what what would we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. So now we're into the thoughts, right? Mm. They dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father knows, already knows all your needs. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So when I'm looking at that, the first thing he addresses is worry. The second thing, what dominates your thoughts, so rumbling thoughts. And then third is don't worry about tomorrow. So in, in a matter of about four or five verses in the Sermon on the Mount, our Lord, our Creator... Who, who knows us inside and out, he addressed the three things that the experts dealing with anxiety today say in year 20, I think it was 2018, yeah. on their website say, these are the three issues that, you know, that cause anxiety in your life. Mm. So deal, deal with worry, work on your thoughts, you know, and yeah. I think of Brene Brown, her rumbling thoughts yes. aspect and, and um, you know, and then of course, projecting negatively into the future, you know, so it kind of started there for me. And yeah. then as a pastor, I'm, I'm constantly, you know, you're working on sermons, you're putting together things, but it made me then go a little bit further. And I, over the course of probably about a nine month period, I began to uh, just see a lot in scripture thinking how practical and how helpful God's word is for us, which we know that as believers, but yeah. it's also neat for me to go into uh, more of the counseling field 
field in the last four years, and now I'm wrapping up my practicum here yeah. at, at CFC, and it's been a great experience. And I, and and so to help people, and it's many of my clients' a big issue was anxiety. So to see not only from um, a behavioral science aspect and tools and interventions and things, but also seeing it from a biblical, like um, mindfulness, an example. So mm-hmm. much about that today. Um, it's a real hot, you know, hot subject yeah. and hot topic if you Google that. But you know, I've discovered that so much of mindfulness is in God's word. It's what I've done with God, you know, for years and years. And so in my quiet time moments with him like that, I began to just see more and more helps in scripture. It's, it's amazing. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I think it's so crazy, right? With that oftentimes it's, it's easy thinking about the circumstances that I find in my own life, right. As, as a husband, as a father, right. As an employee, right. That there's always those things that I could borrow from the future, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. it, that mm-hmm. kind of borrowing worry f- about something. It may not even happen, right. but right. it's kind of me trying to rely on, on my own perspective or myself to kind of protect from exactly. something that might happen. Right. Exactly. And uh, it's so interesting how we can kind of get in that. Like, I feel like I can get in that so often. Right. And sure. intentions might be good, right? right like to, right. to protect my family or to whatever, but it, there's also that sense of if I get too stuck in that, mm-hmm. right. It takes away from my being present totally. in, in right. the moment, right. right. Present right. with the truths of God present right. with like the giftings of right. my wife and, and I just like mm-hmm. being connected with one another or even with my kids. Right. Totally. It's like, totally. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. just so interesting. It robs us of a lot. Yeah. yeah. Anxiety. And I've been there. So I, I'm not, it's not something that I sit high and above and look, you know, look yeah. down to someone, but to say, Hey, I know, I know what it is. And, and it's neat. God, you know, the Lord says there in, in Matthew six to not do this. Don't worry. Don't let thoughts dominate you. Yeah. Don't think about it. Project negativity. But then, the, well, then how do I, how do I deal with it? Well, I, that's where I began to, in my, my quiet times with God, I just begin to come across scriptures. One of them would be like Psalm 37, Ooh. where David says, do not fret. And the whole context of Psalm 37 is good and evil. Like mm. he's, he's really struggling. It's kind of the old ancient question. Why do the righteous suffer? You know, yeah. why do good people go through bad things? Yeah. So David's grappling with that. And in the midst of it, he mentions like righteous and unrighteous, the quote unquote evil people yeah, versus yeah. God's people. Yeah. That's the tension. And both are used like 20 times in one Psalm. So wow. that is the issue. And he says in verse one, do not fret. And the Hebrew is, it's an anger based worry. Mm. So it's where you're worked up over what, what, you know, evil people are doing or something. So yeah. it's an anger, but it's a kind of an anger that can reside within us, but and it extends to a worry, you know? Mm. So in verse one and two, don't fret and don't be envious of those who do wrong. So if you ever feel wronged, ever feel like somebody's getting by with something, you know, and, yeah. and in a real tangible way, in a deep way that many times in counseling, that's the heart of it. People have been wronged. They've been abused. They've gone through some really deep things. And um, <clears throat> so David says, you know, do not fret. <clears throat> Don't have an anger-based worry or be envious of those who do wrong as if they're getting by with something. Yeah. And then he gives six things. And it's, it's, it's just a, you know, and I've read this so many times yeah. in my life, but all of a sudden it came, it just came very easily and, and more applicable. But uh, the first thing is trust in the Lord and do mm-hmm. good. 
and and the the Hebrew of trust is to um, to rely on, but confidently rely on. Ooh. So you know, like I, I yeah. did that trust game as a kid, where I'd get up on a rock and they'd catch me, you yeah. know, <clears throat> or a chair or something. And um, you know, I did, I can't say I confidently would fall into there, but I know I relied on them <laughs> yeah. fully. You know, yeah. I wouldn't be here today or something. Yeah. So it's a it's a reliance, but a confident reliance. So in my quiet time, I would in a sense, work myself there, you know, with the Lord of just, I'm not only relying on you today, God, I'm confident in you, Mm. you know, and I would make sure, okay, I checked off the first one, you know, don't worry, but trust and then dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Uh, The word dwell there means to inhabit, to settle down in. So to just in God's presence, calm and relax and realize I've got everything I need in him. It's what Jesus wanted the people on the Sermon on the Mount to do. Your heavenly father knows what you have need of, you know, so just rest, rest in God. Yeah. You know, just dwell, settle into what he has for you, his provision, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. A lot of us know that verse. Well, that word delight is so cool. It's a mental satisfaction and a high degree of pleasure. So mental satisfaction, yeah. I'm at peace with God, delighting in him, yeah. and a high degree of pleasure in him. Mm. Now that's interesting. And to think, when's the last time you really felt you were pleasured with God right. or in God? And that, you know, maybe, I don't know when the last time is. is and so even your quiet time to slow down, have that mindful moment with God in his presence, and to be mentally satisfied with who he is yeah. and to find a pleasure in that. Oh, and yeah. it takes some time. And for me, it does at least. And it's really a moment of worship, you know, and just a word. And yeah. boy, it just calms you. It, it's it's a really a beautiful thing. The next word is commit your way to the Lord. Mm. Uh, trust in him and he will do this. He'll make your righteousness shine like the dawn, it says. But the word commit, and the word commit in the Hebrew is to roll. See, what does that mean? I, I heard it years ago, the picture of a camel that would be burdened and loaded, you know, and with cargo. And then they would roll the camel over and take off the cargo. Then the camel gets up. Well, imagine how free and light it feels, you know, momentarily, because that's how they use them in that day. It's the picture of us committing our way to the Lord, rolling your way to the Lord. Oh, interesting. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And and then he'll do this and it gives some other words. And then the next word, be still. Mm. And we, that's throughout scripture, be still. And that is mindfulness. That is if you if you struggle with anxiety, be still before the Lord, you know? Yeah. And that word is marked by two things, silence and stopping. Mm. So you have to stop to be still, but then to be quiet, you know? Well, I'm a talker. I love interaction. <laughs> I love, you know? Yeah. And even in prayer sometimes, I got to do all the talking. No, you don't have to. Slow yourself. If you're really struggling with anxiety and worry and things, slow down. Be still in his presence. Stop and, and, and be quiet and just at times close your mouth and just listen for God. Mm. And, and, you know, it beautiful and then be still. And, uh, and then they last and give me one second. I'm drawing a blank. Let's see, be still uh, before the Lord. Oh, and wait patiently for him. Mm. And this is a beautiful word in the Hebrew. (laughs) It's often translated hope. The word wait, like Isaiah 40, those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. Some translations, those who hope in the Lord. Well, how is that? Because the stem of the Hebrew there, 
uh, it can many times mean hope. So it's a waiting, but it's a waiting with anticipation. Mm. Okay. Like Forrest Gump sitting on his, his bench, you know, with his yeah. box of chocolates. Yeah. Uh, you can sit like that where he's just sitting there contently, or you can sit. And if you're waiting on a bus to arrive or a plane to arrive, what are you doing? You're leaning forward. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, you're, you're, you're gazing, yeah. you're looking. Cause what? Cause you're waiting but there's an anticipation. There's a hope. Mm. That's what that Hebrew word means. So it's marked by hope. So it's an expectation. Wait on the Lord. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. So, you know, whenever we so come back to the beginning, do not fret. Don't have an anger-based worry, but, but instead trust. And then you unpack the beautiful, the Hebrew of these words, but to trust in the Lord and do good, dwell in the land, just settle in, rest in him, what he's provided, Uh, delight yourself, be mentally satisfied in him, find pleasure in God, commit your way, roll the burden of your way, give it over to him, don't carry that load, be still before him and wait patiently. David, to me, Psalm 37, I have prayed through that. I bet a hundred times probably, Brandon. I mean, in the last few years, it it just became a staple for me. And especially if I was struggling with anxiety or beginning to lean into some worry and things, I would go back to Psalm 37 and I would pray through that Psalm, just those first about nine verses of it and just find incredible strength in that, you know, and there are many other passages, but those, you know, a couple examples right there. Yeah. Yeah. I even just, listening and thinking through my life and the times mm. that sure. the times that I've been through stress and have sure. had sure. relative peace, but then other times where I feel like I've been kind of overcome by anxiety, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Because of circumstances. Sure. But I think even thinking through the hurriedness of life, mm-hmm. the just even for me, just like the idea of kind of my kind of constantly, you know, connecting with people and sure. doing great things right through social media or whatever. Right. But it's like this busyness. Right. Right. right and right. and I see this this idea of space, dwelling, resting, slowing down, being still delighting, committing. Right. Like all of these things that. um there's a level of intentionality that you, you need to have, yeah. which is, is kind of that if I'm, if I'm going to say yes to these things, which mm-hmm. are our heavenly father wants us to, to help us not fret. Exactly. That, that means I'm going to have to say no to some other things. Exactly. Um, and I gotta be honest, there's times even as, as a dad or as a husband or as employee, or just as someone in the social media community that there can be some guilt sometimes mm-hmm. in in mm-hmm. like that oh, I need to do these things right. right but is that the most important thing right 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 if especially yeah. if it's coming from any kind of place yeah. of anxiety it's kind of going man and then right. I, even thinking about how you take these scriptures and how um we see in any type of counseling setting, there is some imitation of that, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. When I think about a big piece of uh, counseling is like the resource development. Mm-hmm, exactly. Right. Like, and so exactly. in that you're doing things like creating this safe, calm place mm-hmm. where you're being still and just kind of being present and mindful. Right. Exactly. And, and, and so it's a play and even in the therapy session, mm-hmm. right. Is, you typically kind of put the cell phones away. You kind of, mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of being really present. Right, um, and right. so you're slowing down your life 
right. to just this kind of connection with another right. and then kind of deeply looking at some things yeah. in your life to yeah. uh, kind of work through that. And, so, and I think too, you're as a therapist, you're wanting to give them tools. You're yeah. wanting to give them, which is what I think we're going to do another podcast on yeah. the spiritual disciplines. But yes. again, I've seen a convergence in my own life of what I've learned in behavioral science, what I've learned in therapy um, and therapeutic tools and interventions and things, and then how they segue with scripture yeah. and between the two and those. So it is you intentionality. Spiritual discipline is something you intentionally do. I'm going to go and, and spend time with God, we call it. You know, yeah. and some of those phrases we use, they're like colloquialisms, you know, <laughs> yeah, in the church, yeah. but it's reality. We're, we're spending time with God. Where, you know, where can't we, you know, where can we find better peace? than to be in the presence of God, yeah. to be in his word, and then to recognize he is helping us on the Sermon on the Mount not to worry. Psalm 37, David in that day. Um, another classic, I don't know if we've got time right now, but another one is yeah. Lamentations 3 is beautiful. And when I, one day I, I begin to recognize this, and again, I've read this so many times, but not, not in this light, you know? Yeah. And Jeremiah, quickly, he says, um, I remember... And this is the NIV. I remember my affliction, my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. So Jeremiah had stuff to look back on the past. Yes. I remember it. And he said, and my soul is downcast within me. Mm. But the NIV, the way it, and I've looked at many translations on it, and then you really like the way it phrases yeah. it. I remember these things. I well remember them. Mm. So sometimes that's our problem. We <laughs> right, can have right. memory, yeah. but we're living in the memory. Yes. I well remember. I'm working that over in my mind way too much. That's the past, you know? Yeah. I, and I, my soul is downcast, which mm. can be anxiety, depression, yeah. that we just were down. You know, it's, 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 it's a bummer, you know? Yeah. But then I love the next phrase. Yet, so here comes the conjunction. Wait yeah. a minute. Yeah. That's the past. Yet this I call to mind, mm. and therefore I have hope. Calling to mind, it's a and this gets into a sense of a CBT, DBT. You know, it's cognitive. What we're doing with our thoughts yeah. is such an important part of so many aspects of counseling. Helping people with their thoughts to redirect your thought from the past and remembering it so well that it just pulls you down. Wait a minute, yeah. call this to mind. Yeah. Therefore, I have hope because of God's great mercy. We're not consumed. I'm not wiped off this planet. You know, yeah. his mercies never fail. They are new every morning. Mm. Great is your faithfulness. So that's what Jeremiah says. That's what I'm going to think about. Yeah. And I'm going to do it daily. I'm going to do it every morning. Great is your faithfulness, yeah. God. Then the next phrase, I say to myself, <laughs> the Lord is self-talk. You yeah, know, here we are. So, you yeah. know, oh, it's psychobabble. No, yeah. it's scripture. It's actually yeah. Jeremiah 2,700 years ago. He said, I will say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Mm. Therefore, I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It yeah. is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Mm. So Jeremiah was in in a moment much worse than us coming out of COVID, you know, right, and, right, you know I mean, yeah. he was in a day, you know, Jerusalem lay in ruins and the Babylonians had rolled in and Jeremiah had, had called to the people and they reject Jeremiah lived one of the, we would say one of the most pathetic lives ever, but he did the will of God. Wow. So an amazing prophet, but there you see the past just dwelling on the past, what it does to us calling to mind, 
God's goodness, his faithfulness, and and doing it every day. Yeah. Every day. It's the great old hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Yeah. It came yeah. from that passage. Yeah. And then saying to yourself, talking to yourself, reminding yourself, hey, the Lord is my portion. The mm. Lord is my provider, my healer, my savior. He's a good God. Yeah. And, and he's who I'm hanging on to in the midst of all of this. So it's another example where we see in scripture things right now, tools I'm wanting to give to people. Yeah. Well, let me give you Lamentations 3, yeah. you know, because oh. right there is housed. It's it's an amazing thing to help us with anxiety or yeah. to help us when we're in a tough spot. Yeah. And you like know. you said, I think just CBT, cognitive behavioral yeah, therapy, right, right. EMDR, eye yes. movement desensitization, reprocessing. Like these are these yeah. evidence-based treatment yes. interventions. Yeah. And uh, we see a lot of times with those, right? We're going, let's take mm-hmm. the negative belief or negative cognition, and we're going to mm-hmm. move it over to this positive belief or positive cognition. Exactly. Right? And it's exactly and that. Jeremiah and, was doing that. Right. Isn't that right. something? Yeah. There was no and I evidence. love it. You know, and I've, I've, thought, I've thought in my studies early on, um, I really enjoyed that that the the best man can do they were doing to help people. Yeah. So I appreciate Freud. I, I appreciate beginning with psychoanalysis all the way right. through. I may not agree with them on everything, right. but I realize fallen man is trying to help fallen man. Yeah. And and so I want to help fallen man, but also yeah. to realize that we have scripture. And so we see the the powerful of God's truth and also the truth that man has worked on and even in many ways how it comes together. And um, so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really a neat thing. Yeah. And again, Jeff, thank you so much for oh, you're just welcome. Yeah. being a part of this today and, and kind yeah. of sharing. And I think it just even as just last thought, kind of thinking about that sense of, um, this fretting or despairing mm-hmm. as, mm-hmm. as you either look back on your past or you look at the circumstances of your life now right. and you see whether it's Jeremiah or David, right? right. There's this sense of, I'm going to focus on the truth. Mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on what is what not based on my circumstances mm-hmm. in the past, or in the, but to kind of really free myself from right. that. And so right. I just, I love yeah. that idea. And that's really the aim for a lot of, um, mm-hmm counseling interventions is Very kind of so. moving your gaze from the the trauma or the anxiety mm-hmm. of now mm-hmm. and leading out of that or healing from that through exactly. positive cognition, scriptural truths, mm-hmm. whatever that might be for whatever uh, the client is needing at that time. But exactly. um, if those of you that are out there that are hearing this and connecting with any of that, Lord, uh, it just what the Lord provides uh, is, is amazing. And so again, if you are struggling with anxiety or life circumstances, we'd love for you to check out the link below the Arizona family counseling.com, where we have therapists that are willing to work with you. Um, love to help you overcome that anxiety, regardless if you have a Christian faith or not. Um, we not only have the understanding of scriptural truth, uh, like Jeff's talking about, but then also just the, the, evidence-based counseling interventions that we see that from research go, yeah, these, these things work. And we Mm -hmm. see a lot of these things are in agreement, or at least what we see with some giants of the faith um, in the Bible that they're, that we're going, wow, these, there's a lot of similarities between that. And so again, thank you, Jeff, for being here and thank you for watching. And please feel free to click on the, uh, the like button or subscribe and uh, we'll see you guys next time. 
Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Family Care Learning Podcast. If you found this content helpful or encouraging, please click that subscribe button and give us a review or share this with other families that might enjoy this type of content. Just a reminder, we have the full video of this podcast on our YouTube channel. And if you're a foster parent that needs continuing education credits, you can check us out at familycarelearning.org, where we have an entire catalog of foster care training courses. Family Care Learning is made possible by the donations from listeners like you. If you wish to support the work we do in strengthening families, feel free to make a tax-deductible donation at familycarelearning.org. Thank you.